Doggone it. <laughs> Can't get that thing. There it is. One, two, one, two. One, two, one, two. Yeah, it's just, that, that will, is a frequency thing, like that. I think that's a frequency thing. And welcome to First Baptist Church. In case you haven't picked up on it, today is a little bit of a different Sunday. This isn't what normally happens. We are um, having Vacation Bible School Sunday, VBS Sunday, and giving you a little sneak preview of what is going to happen this week in the life of our church. 
So this week is VBS and kids entering kindergarten through completed eighth grade are going to be gathering and learning um, that they are God's workmanship who has been created in Christ Jesus um, and that God loves them so much and wants to have a relationship with each and every single one of them. So if you are a guest with us this morning, we would ask that you fill out the guest card that's in the pew back in front of you, and you can take it to the Welcome Center at the end of the service, and we have a gift that we would like to share with you. So next, if you are serving in VBS, I would like for you to stand up for just one second so we can recognize and pray for you. Hey, you may be seated. So we're going to take just a moment to pray over our Vacation Bible School, to pray for our volunteers, to pray for the kids that are coming, um, and then we have some other exciting things happening. So let's pray together. God, thank you so much for another year of VBS and another opportunity to gather with kids um, to learn about you and to learn about what you have planned for each and every single one of our lives, Lord. We pray for the kids that are coming, that you would just prepare their hearts to hear your message and how much you love them. God, we pray for the volunteers that are going to be serving in VBS. We pray that you would give them wisdom, patience, energy as they are um, taking on this um, endeavor this week. Father, that you would just be able to speak through them to the kids that are arriving from those that are um, working registration to snacks, crafts, Bible study leaders, and all of those, Father. Thank you so much for um, a beautiful day and being able to gather um, in your name. It's in your name we pray. Amen. Okay, next, because it's Vacation Bible School Sunday, we have to have a little participation. So we are going to do our VBS motto and scripture. So let's all stand up. And we're going to read our VBS scripture together. So let's get that on the screen. So we're going to read it together on the count of three, nice and loud. One, two, three. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared ahead of time for us to do. Ephesians 2.10. Good job. Awesome. So, if you were listening to the lyrics, the lyrics include the verse, um, or the, wait, the lyrics include this verse in um, this song, and kids are going to have the opportunity to learn this verse for a prize and hide God's word in their heart this week. So next, we're going to go over our VBS motto, and we have some motions to go along with it, so my lovely helpers up here are going to help demonstrate it. So our motto is created, designed, empowered. So let's do that all together on the count of three. One, two, three. Created, designed, empowered. Good job. So we are created in Christ, designed for God's purpose, and empowered to do the works that he has planned ahead of time for us. So we're going to continue and worship together, and then we're going to hear a special uh, message from Dr. Cox about that verse that we just saw. So you may be seated.
Everybody, is this thing on? <clears throat> what a crazy day already. Let's do a little worshiping together. Will you stand and let's sing this song, The Way, the Truth, and the Life. No man comes to the Father but by Him. <clears throat> Through every battle, through every heartbreak, through every circumstance, I believe that you are my fortress, oh, you are my portion, you are my hiding place, I believe you are. Yes, oh, give the Lord a hand if you want to pray. <laughs> give him a clap, Aubrey. Yeah, thank you, God. You are mighty to save, oh Lord. We praise you this morning. Here we go. 
Come on, sing it, church. Everyone needs compassion, love that's never failing. Let mercy fall on me. Everyone needs forgiveness, the kindness of a Savior, the hope of nations. Oh, Savior, He can move a mountain. My God is mighty to save. He is mighty to save forever. Author of salvation, He rose and conquered the grave. Jesus conquered the grave. So take me as you find me, all my fears and failures, and fill my life Give my life to follow everything I believe in. Now I surrender. Oh, I surrender all for Savior. He can move a mountain. My God is mighty to save. He is mighty to the whole world see. We're singing for the glory of the risen King. Savior, He can move the mountain. He, God, is mighty to save. He is mighty to save forever. Author of salvation, he rose and conquered the grave. Jesus conquered the grave. Oh, Savior, He can move the mountain. My God is mighty to save. He is mighty to save forever. Author of Church, shine your light. Shine your light and let the whole world see. We're singing for the glory of the risen King. Jesus, shine your light and let the whole world sing. We're singing for the glory of the risen King. Amen. You can be seated. Yes, thank God.
Oh, hello there. And a very happy good morning to you. Welcome to the joy of painting. I'm your host, Todd Ross. <laughs> Today we are painting something wonderful, something magnificent, something joyful. Oh, not at all, not at all. Oh, today we are going to paint a very special place that gets your creative juices flowing. I got a hair in my mouth. <laughs> so grab your paintbrush and follow along with me on our happy little journey. Now we're gonna dab a bit of, of burnt sienna and fill in these colors right here. Very good. And we're going to take a little bit of phthalo blue and fill up this right here. It would be a great place for a happy little cloud, but we're not painting that. <laughs> so today, we are going to begin a painting of some, something different, of a somewhere, a place that ignites your imagination. Oh, anywhere you want. Like I said, somewhere that gets your creativity flowing. A place that reminds you that you are unique creation of, holy, of our holy creator God. Perhaps this verse will spark your imagination. Ephesians 2.10 says, we are God's masterpiece. Uh, 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 so <clears throat> he has created us a new, uh, let me try that again. We are God's masterpiece. He has created us in anew in Christ Jesus so we can do good things he planned for us long ago. I'm inspired. I know exactly what I want to do. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, I see your creativity. And that is a gift from our creator. And, and it's a joyful creation, isn't it? Yes, it's splendid. Precisely. You both are on the right track to capturing our new VBS location this year. It's called Spark Studios. Spark Studios. When people look at our paintings of Spark Studios, they'll be reminded that they are created by God and designed for His purpose. Oh, that's wonderful. Is it, is, it, is it ready? My painting's going to point back to God, the Creator, and I'm finished. Well, splendid, splendid. On the count of three, let's reveal our paintings. One, two, three. Oh, this is marvelous. Oh, I love the way you've used this, this uh, uh, phthalo blue to highlight the R. That was wonderful, wonderful. Oh, and I believe you have totally captured the subject matter, which is Spark Studios 2022, June 6th to the 10th. <laughs> Children who are entering kindergarten all the way through completed eighth grade are invited to attend. Now, if you want more information, just see our website, manchesterfbc.com. Come join us. Yes. Okay, my friends, we are going to continue working on our masterpiece, and, in, and we invite you to come this week and discover that you, too, are God's happy little masterpiece. And remember, there are no mistakes, only happy little accidents. The Joy of Painting with Todd Ross. Well, what can you say about that? He bears an uncanny resemblance to, to Bob Ross, doesn't he? We're excited about Vacation Bible School. Uh, let me get ready here just a second. Um, I hope that you will uh, still time to invite kids. 
I was saved in Vacation Bible School when I was nine years old. It's very special to me. Hope you'll pray for our Vacation Bible School uh, this week. I'm going to be preaching this morning from the verse that is the theme verse, Ephesians 2.10, that our kids will be learning. I invite you to open your Bibles and turn there. Uh, I'm going to be reading it from the Christian Standard Bible. That's Lifeways translation that they'll be using this week. It's a great translation of the Bible. And it says... Ephesians 2.10, for we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works which God prepared ahead of time for us to do. Now, before you can understand that verse, you really need to understand the first nine verses of Ephesians that lead up to it. And so we're going to start there. And I've got some uh, boxes this morning that have a word on them that I'm going to sort of show the, uh, the sequence of these these verses, and so if you want to take notes in the sermon notes in the bulletin or in the children's bulletin, you've got these boxes, and so what you'll need to do is turn your bulletin sideways so that there's one box over on the left, and the big stack of boxes is over on the right, and we have kids in our worship service today, more than we normally do uh, because of VBS Sunday. So kids, if you fill this out and bring it to me and show it to me at the Welcome Center after the service, I have a lollipop, a sucker to give you. If you're an adult and you fill it out, I'll give you a lollipop too. Just bring it by. So uh, stay with me and uh, bring that by the Welcome Center after it's over. So we're going to start in Ephesians 1 to lead up to Ephesians 10. And Ephesians 1 through 3 tells us that we are lost. The first word that you're going to put on that first box is L-O-S-T, lost. It summarizes Ephesians 1 through 3, we're lost. Let's read those verses uh, in the Bible. It says, and you were dead in your trespasses and sins. So here's the deal. God made you and me in his image. He loves you very much. He gave you a choice of... uh, how you would live, and we have all chosen to disobey him. We have all sinned or trespassed, and because of that, we're dead. We're spiritually dead in our trespasses and sins. Or another word to summarize all it's going to say is we're lost and apart from God. Uh, He continues in verse 2, in which you previously lived. Now here we're going to bring in a second translation that we'll use part of the time through this sermon, and it's the English Standard Version. And uh, it is a really good study Bible. It doesn't really flow as well as the NIV or the Christian Standard Bible, so it's not hardly as readable, but if you want to do a word study, it's an excellent because it's sort of more literal word for word. So it says, in which you once walked. Walk is going to be a key word in this passage all the way through, so that's why I want to introduce that version here, because we're going to talk about how you walk. So here's what we want to get first. You have chosen to walk away from God, and because of that, you're dead in your trespasses and sins. There's three ways you've chosen to walk. It says you have previously lived or chosen to walk First of all, according to the ways of the world, so instead of following God, you're lost because instead of following God, you followed the ways of the world, and then it says in the latter part of verse 2, according to the ruler of the power of the air, that describes the devil. He's not the ruler of everything, but he's the ruler of the power of the air. He has some limited authority in the sphere of our planet, and he has some a power, and you've, you've sided with the devil, and then... Uh, the spirit now working in disobedience. Then verse 3, we too previously lived among them and our fleshly desires, carrying out the inclinations of our flesh and our thoughts. So what makes you lost? You chose the way of the world, you chose the way of the devil, and you chose the way of your own passions or fleshly lusts and desires. You get it? The world, the flesh, and the devil. You have gone in that direction and you're lost. Now, we really got to get this or the rest of this is not going to make sense. And for some of us, it's hard to get that because we think, well, I'm better than a lot of people or I'm not a really bad person. I talked to a guy just a few weeks ago and I said, hey, and we talked about spiritual things. I said, are you a Christian? He said, yeah, I, I think so. And I said, well, do you know for sure if you died tonight, you'd go to heaven? And he said, well, yeah, I guess. I said, why? He said, well, I, I've been a, I, I think I've been a good person. And I said, no, 
you hadn't been a good person, and just as this says, you're lost. You followed the way of the world, the way of your, your flesh, and the way of the devil. And so this verse says, let's read the last part of verse 3 now, that we were by nature children under wrath as the others were also. So all of us are under the wrath of God. It means we're lost and we're going to hell. And we got to get that. Now, what we think is we're not as bad as some. Uh, there's that school shooter in Uvalde, Texas, that did those terrible things of shooting those children. And we think, well, I'm not like that. So I'm not as bad as really bad people. Here's what I want you to get this morning. You are, are not like that shooter in degree but you are like him in kind. You're just as lost as he is. You haven't done the sins to the degree that he has. That was terrible. But you've done the same kinds of things. Let me explain it to you this way to get this point. Uh, do you know what kudzu is? Kudzu is a vine that we brought in from Japan. wasn't supposed to live here, and now it just takes over some areas of the southeast. It'll cover trees. It'll cover buildings. It'll cover telephone poles. If you want to see some kudzu and you're not sure what it is, as you drive toward Raider Academy on the left, right before you get to Kingwood Arms, there's a telephone pole, and it's already made it to the top of that telephone pole. You watch it through the summer. It'll go out the wire across the highway during this summer. It'll take over anything. So what if I brought to you a little tiny pot of a kudzu vine in a little pot and I said I want to give this to you to plant on your property and if you're wise you would say no way I don't want to plant that on my property and I'd say oh but it's just real little it's not like all that other really bad stuff that takes over it's just real little and you might say well it's little now but it has the potential to get really big Do you get where I'm going here you're like that kudzu plant. Yeah, you're not like it in degree, but in kind. It's the same kind as that. And because it's the same kind, it has the potential to be that, right? You're not like that shooter in degree, but you're like a little kudzu plant. You're like that in kind. And that's why kids need to be saved. I was saved as a kid, and I hadn't done all those terrible things. But there was the potential for that in my life, and I had that same kind of thing growing in my life, the way of the world, the flesh, and the devil, right? So we're all, from kids all the way up, we are lost. We're objects of God's wrath, this says. Now, what we want to be, one of the next words we're going to see a little later in this passage is saved. The third box, not the second, but the third box we want to get from lost to saved. You can write the word saved in the third box if you want to. The question is, how do we do that? How do we get from being lost, following the way of the world, in league with the spirit of the air, the devil, following our own fleshly lusts, under the wrath of God, that's lost. How do we get to be saved then? Well, most people, what they put in this for the next box is the word works. And so the, the common answer of most other religions and most people in the United States is, okay, I've done some things bad, I'll make up for it by doing some good stuff. That's salvation by works. That's the idea that, okay, I know I'm, I'm not going to cuss as much, I'm not going to be uh, as mean to my wife, I'm gonna do, not going to yell at my sister, I'm not going to disobey my, I, I know I've done bad things, I'm going to make up for it and do better. Or maybe these are religious works, and you'll say, I'll go to church, I'll pray more, I'll read my Bible more, I'll get baptized, and we try to solve this problem by doing something. This is the theology of world religions, it's the theology of Islam, that you have to do more good than you do bad. It's a theology of Buddhism. But this is not right. We're going to see it in the next verses. Let's see what the Bible says about this, beginning in verse 4. But God, who is rich in mercy because of his great love that he had for us, made us alive with Christ, even though we were dead in trespasses. So we could have used the words dead and alive, and been biblically accurate instead of lost and saved. Either one work, you're spiritually dead. How do you get to be spiritually alive? Here it tells us the last part of that verse. Verse, you were saved by grace. 
And it says in verses 8 and 9, For you are saved by grace through faith, and this is not from yourselves, it's God's gift, not from works, so that no one can boast. So this word doesn't fit here. That's not the right word. If you wrote that one down, you got ahead of me, you got to cross that one out. And because the right word here, according to these verses, is the word grace. It is by grace that we are saved, not of works, so that no one can boast. Now, grace means a gift, as it said in these verses. It's a gift of God. Grace means getting something you don't deserve, getting a free gift. And the good news of Christianity that sets it apart from all other religions is that though you are lost and under the wrath of God, you can be saved not by trying to be better, doing things that will ne you'll never do enough, but you can be saved that God wants to give you salvation as a gift. Isn't that wonderful? The way that you receive the gift, these verses say, it is by grace through faith that you're saved. So, in order for God to give us the gift of salvation, somebody had to pay for your sins. There's always a payment for sin. Somebody's going to bear it. There's always a cost to forgiveness. Our government now is talking about forgiving student loans. You know, you're having this conversation, and we want to forgive student loans. We can do that as long as we understand somebody has to pay those debts. The debt doesn't ever go away. The taxpayer, somebody else, is going to pay that debt because when there is forgiveness, somebody has to pay. So when God forgave us, when he, there is grace, somebody has to pay, and it, he gave his own son, Jesus, who died on the cross for us. He absorbed that payment. So salvation is by grace through faith in Jesus. The way you receive that gift of grace is you put your faith in Jesus who has paid the price for our sin so that God can be both just and gracious to us and save us. Isn't that wonderful? So now we get to our theme verse. You've got to understand that to get to our theme verse. Now we're at verse 10. For we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus. So, we're going to put a cap on this third box that says his workmanship. Because when you receive the gift of salvation by believing in Jesus, you are born again or you're recreated and you become God's workmanship or his masterpiece created in Christ Jesus. So, you were created by God. You were formed in your mother's womb. God knit you together, and you're special because of that. But that's not what this verse is talking about. This verse is saying, when you receive by grace the gift of salvation in Jesus, you're saved, and when you're saved, you are born again. You are created in Christ Jesus. You're recreated. You become a new person. The Bible says if anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation. Old things have passed away. All things are new. And so you're his workmanship. This means a work of art. This is where they got the theme for our VBS this, this week. You, you are a work of art. This word is translated other places in the Bible. Sculpture, it means like a, a, any work of art, a, a, a piece of literature, a statue, a sculpture, a painting. It is the literal word poema that we get our word poem from. A poem is a work of art, a creation. You're God's poem. He's created you. You see, God is creating everything new. Our world is broken. Our world is lost. Through Christ Jesus, he's going to recreate everything. New heavens and new earth. And he starts with individuals now. And you're the preview of the new creation. You're the first part of God's universal recreation. You are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus. When you accept him, you're born again. You're a new heaven, new destiny. You have new desires, you have new purpose, you have new life. The latter part of this verse says, For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works. Oh, here's where works go. It wasn't that they didn't belong in the story of salvation. It's just that we had them in the wrong place. They don't go here. They go here. Good works are not the root 
of salvation. They're the fruit of salvation. Works don't lead to salvation. They proceed from salvation. Because when you're saved, you are his workmanship and you are created in Christ Jesus for good works. This is the purpose of why he saved you. So works have a, a part in the story of salvation. Just not here, but right here. And look at the amazing thing that verse says. That you were created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared ahead of time. God had a purpose for your life. And ahead of time, even before you were born, I think this phrase means before the creation of the world. He had a plan for your life, and he had a plan for you to do good works. You see, if you read the whole book of Ephesians, you learn that in Ephesians 1, it says your salvation was planned, pre-planned before the creation of the world. You were predestined. Before the creation of the world, he predestined your salvation. And I think that means you still have a choice because we saw that you had to choose to walk in it. But now we see not only was your salvation pre-planned, your life was pre-planned. He's got a plan for your life. Works that he prepared ahead of time for us to do. Let's bring in the ESV translation again on that last phrase there. Let's look at them side by side. And what the ESV says, which God prepared beforehand, that we should walk in them. That's a literal translation. You see the word walk? Before you walked in the ways of the world and according to the flesh, and following the devil, and now that you've received the gift of salvation, you've been recreated so that you can walk in the works that were pre-planned for you to do. God's planned a plan for your life. Well, what are these works that he has pre-planned for us to do? The rest of the book of Ephesians lays out the works that he wants us to walk in. Let's look at it following them in the ESV version. First of all, in chapter 4, verse 1 and 2, I therefore, a prisoner for the Lord, urge you to walk in a manner worthy of the calling to which you've been called with all humility and gentleness and patience. So first of all, he says, we're to walk in humility and gentleness and patience. These are the works that we're supposed to do. You could write all three words there, or I just picked out one, the word patience. You could pick out which of the three most speaks to you. But it says there that the works that he pre-planned for us to do were, first of all, that we would walk different from the world and different from the lusts of our heart, which are not going to be to gentleness, patience, and humility, right? But we're going to walk a different way now. We're going to walk in humility and gentleness and patience. And then, next it says, as we go on through Ephesians, chapter 4, verse 17, Now this I say and testify in the Lord, that you must no longer walk as the Gentiles do in the futility of their minds. And he tells some of how they walk. And then verse 24, Put on the new self, create after the likeness of God in true righteousness and holiness. And so, second, it says that we're to walk in righteousness and holiness. Again, I picked out the word holiness for one word there. You could use either one. I did that because the verses before had said, don't walk as the Gentiles do. They walk in lust and they walk in greed. And you're not to walk in those ways. We're to be holy. So there's to be a holiness to your life. Trying to be holy won't save you. But after you've been born again, you have a pre-planned life that you're to walk in holiness. And then the third thing that Ephesians says as we're going through it, chapter 5, verse 1, Therefore be imitators of God as beloved children and walk in love as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us. And so it says that we are to walk in love. We've been the recipients of love. Now we're to walk in love. Next, it says in chapter 5, verse 8, At one time you were darkness, but now you're light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. And so the next thing it says of the works that were pre-planned for us to do is that we walk in light. That means to have a positive influence on those around you, to share what's happened in your life. Are you sharing that? And to live in a way that would attract others to the grace of God in Jesus Christ. That's to walk in light. And finally it says 
in Ephesians 5, 15, look carefully then how you walk, not as unwise, but as wise. And so the final piece is to walk in wisdom. In the context of that, it says in the verses right after that, don't be drunk with wine, but be filled with the Holy Spirit. So it's saying you're going to make good decisions now, wise decisions. If you're getting drunk, then that's not a wise decision. You're not walking in a way that honors God. You walk in wisdom. The verses after this talk about family relationships. And say, wives, submit to your husbands. And uh, Husbands, love your wives. Wives, respect your husband. Children, obey your parents. So it's talking about all the, the family relationships in the context of walking in wisdom. This is what God wants you to do. This is his purpose for you. You know, we often talk about purpose in terms of occupation. Uh, we had graduates uh, a few weeks ago we recognized they told what they planned to do, and that's a great thing to have career goals and academic goals. That's great. Uh, but I want you to see here, that's not central to God's purpose for you. You could miss your career goals and still fulfill God's purpose. Maybe you don't get into vet school or med school or law school. That's not what God has pre-planned for you to do. That's great. That's wonderful. But relationships and character are his purpose. Even now, we ask little kids, what do you want to do when you grow up? I have a five-year-old granddaughter. She just graduated from pre-K, you know, had pre-K graduation like our first steps. And they ask her, ask each one of them, what do you want to do? She said, I want to be a songwriter when I grow up. Well, I don't know if she'll be a songwriter when she grows up or not. That'd be great. I don't know. But you know what? That's not central to my prayers for her because this is what God has planned in advance for her to do. And it was what he planned in advance for you to do. And I'm saying to you, maybe you changed jobs. Maybe all your dreams didn't come true in life. You still fulfill God's purpose for you because his purpose is that you walk in patience and holiness and love and light and wisdom. And when you're doing that, then you're right in the center where God intended for you to be. So where are you in this sequence that we followed through the book of Ephesians? Can you, can you find yourself somewhere here? Maybe, if you're honest, you would say, I, I'm lost. I'm following the ways of the world. I'm giving in to the temptation of the devil. And I'm enslaved to the lusts and passions of my flesh. Maybe that hadn't fully reached all its potential. Maybe you're just a kid. You're just like that little sprout of kudzu. But it's there. You need to deal with it now. That's why kids ought to be saved. So maybe you would say, I know I'm an object of God's wrath. Deservedly so. Because I have walked in sin that has led to death. Today... God loves you and wants to give you salvation. That's just the incredible truth of Christianity. And you receive it by believing in Jesus. He gives it to you because Jesus has already paid that price. And so today, if you'll believe in him, if you would say right now, I believe what Ephesians is saying here. I believe I'm lost. I believe there's a God who loves me and wants to give me salvation so I'll be saved. I believe he's done it through Jesus who died and rose again. I believe in Jesus. He'll be Lord of my life. If you'll do that, he, you will be recreated today. Your destiny will immediately change. Your nature will immediately change. You will still battle some of this because you still have an old nature, but you will be a new person in Christ. You will be his workmanship, and you will be saved. And Maybe this is where some of you are but you've not grasped the purpose that God has for you now. And this is as much a part of his plan as this first part. And would you say, I will do the works that he pre-planned for me to do. This is what I was created for. And God help me that I may no longer walk in harshness or lust or greed or an unforgiving spirit or self-centeredness are unwise decisions, but I may walk in patience and holiness and love and light and wisdom. That's 
his plan for you. Would you pray today and say, God, I want to fulfill the purpose you planned for me before the creation of the world. I hadn't been headed in that direction so much. I'm going to walk in that direction. Let's bow together in prayer. Oh, Lord, first of all, I pray for those who have not yet received the gift of salvation in Jesus, who would admit and come to understand today, maybe older children, teenagers, grandparents, middle-aged people, I pray that we would realize today I'm lost and I need salvation and I receive the gift of salvation. Maybe somebody wants to say this in their heart right now. I receive the gift of salvation in Jesus. I put my faith in Jesus to save me. I believe he died on the cross and rose again for me. And I will acknowledge him as Lord and I ask you to recreate me. Oh God, I pray you'll hear that sincere prayer. Maybe there are others who say, I know I have been recreated in his image. I have not been walking in the works that he pre-planned for me to do. I want to walk. I repent of any unholiness, impatience, lack of gentleness. I repent of any lack of love, of any unwise decisions. I repent that I have not been an influence and a light. I repent, and I want to walk in that direction. Oh, God, fulfill the purpose you have for me. In the name of Jesus, we offer these prayers. Amen. I'm going to ask you to stand with me and sing. We're going to take down some of these boxes so you can see these guys back here. Would you stand with me? They're going to lead us in singing a song of commitment. So maybe where you stand, you need to make some commitment to God about what we've just prayed about. Or maybe you want to come forward to indicate, I want to be a Christian. You could be baptized June the 9th is our next baptism here. Or June the 24th at our lake baptism. But today you could start that process of confessing Jesus as Savior and Lord of your life. Walk forward, meet me here as we sing, if God's speaking to you. Guys, you ready? Thank you for doing that. Let's go. I'll tell you, it's going to be a great week. I mean, these students, they're fantastic dancers. I mean, I'm going to have material for the next two years with Todd Ross. I mean, it's going to be a great week, Todd.
No, that job just kidding. I'm just kidding. We're excited for VBS, and uh, we're excited to have a great week. Want to remind you, if you haven't got your kid registered yet, they can still come and register tomorrow morning for that. You know, all ages, all the way up through middle school, you can still register tomorrow morning to come and be a, a part of VBS. It'll be a great week and a great week of learning. So you're not going to want to miss out on that. At the end of the week. There's, uh, you can see it in your worship guide, is the, the VBS family night. That'll be next Sunday night. Wanted to encourage you, if you're able to bring some homemade cookies, or if you're able to bring some bakery store-bought cookies to, uh, to have down there for that night, that'd be one need that we have. And so if you can just take those sometime during this week or uh, just before next Sunday night, if you can put them down in the kitchen, that would be a great uh, resource for Megan to be able to use for that family night. And so... Also, just wanted to give you a look ahead on Wednesday nights. We won't have anything this Wednesday night because we've got VBS this week. But then the, starting on the 15th is our first outdoor summer service. And so you can see that information in here. Don't miss out on those outdoor uh, Wednesday night services. They'll be, uh, it's always a fun time out there and, and, and great crowds out there in the back parking lot. So you don't want to miss out on that. This week, please be in prayer for VBS. Be in prayer for as Bonnaroo comes to town and we're, we're making the last preparations for Jesus' tent and getting that ready, uh, please be in prayer for both of those as these ministry opportunities are, are going on in the life of our church. You won't want to miss out on uh, serving in those, being a part of those, and praying for those as well. As we leave and as we exit this morning, don't, remi- uh, don't forget that the uh, uh, worship, the tithing boxes are there on the back wall. And so... You can give of your tithes and offerings there as you're exiting out the door. And if you're a first-time guest, um, our lead pastor has a, a gift for you there at the welcome desk. And so as you're leaving, you can head up to you, your left, and you'll see him there at the welcome desk. All right, let me close this out in prayer, and you'll be dismissed. Father in heaven, we thank you uh, for the gospel, that it's been clearly presented today, that it's your grace that saves us, that your love that We don't deserve it. Uh, We're dead, but you make us alive. We're lost, but God, you bring us salvation. And we just say thank you for that. Thank you for your love and your grace toward us. Be with us this week for VBS. We're praying for salvations in in, uh, these younger kids and in in middle schoolers. And so we're praying for their lives to be changed for eternity. Praying for lives to be changed out at the Bonnaroo tent as well as, as we're making the final preparations for that and for the other ministry opportunities in the life of our church over the next week. We thank you for your love. We pray, God, that you give us confidence to live out our faith boldly in you. It's in your son's name we pray. Amen.